0: Hey folks, JR, back for another episode of Echoes of Shannon Street Case File. It's going to be episode 93 Hair Examination Results. The title right there should tell you how action packed this episode is going to be. And before you ask, no, I did not pluck some of my own hairs and have them analyzed and have them microscopically photographed those are not my hairs you see there that's a, just a picture I randomly snatched off the internet but I thought it looked really cool so that's why I'm using it all right you know they sent all this stuff off Memphis did I gave it to TBI well this particular the hair sample stuff TBI sent it off to the FBI. The FBI, this is the results that they got from their examination of the hair recovered and samples taken from people inside the house. All right, enough about that. Let's jump into this and see what the FBI says. All right, here it is, report of the FBI laboratory. Alright, and you can see they sent the uh, address, the, the letter to Darby, William Darby, the special agent in charge of the crime lab for TBI up in Donaldson. Alright, uh, let's just drop all the way down to the, the bottom in the specimens. You see each specimen was given a designation. Q31, that's hair from inside the barrel of the gun belonging to Hester. And then you see each corresponding number, the designation letter and number, and then where it was obtained from. So you got one from the transit level, that's Q32, and then you've got... These next ones are all hairs recovered from the clothing of suspects. So Q33 is Houston. Q34 is Sanders. Q35 Thomas. Q36 is Lindbergh Sanders. Now the other Sanders, that was Larnell Sanders. Q34. Then you got Jordan Q37. And finally Q38 is hair taken from the from the clothing of Coleman. So this is, we're we're doing this part here to let you know where the hair came from and then they're going to have their results about what their examination showed. Now we got Q39 hair taken from Cassell Harris. Now Q40, that Hairs taken from the clothing of Smith. Of course, Smith was one of the members who was in the house, but he left before all the stuff got started inside. I don't know why all of a sudden they decided to get his clothes and and uh, check for hairs, or why they got his clothing and pulled hairs. But uh, obviously, if he's the only one that they they took his clothes far as I know, of all of the seven that escaped. So Smith's the only one who they had tagged as clothing. And we've got, um, of course, you see they got hair recovered from uh, Bobby Hester, Q41. And then different hairs, Q42 and 43 from SWEEL. From their uniforms. Q44 from the interior front door. Q45 front door facing. Q46 the love seat. Q47 inside a front door. Q48 living room bedroom threshold. Q49 piece of glass and area of body number one. Air from wallpaper above body number one. And of course, now they're referring to the northwest bedroom, which would be Larnell Sanders, as he was body number one. Then you see here further down to very at the bottom, you've got K13 is hair samples from Swil, K14 hair samples from Hester. Uh, and this is the results, according to the FBI. Caucasian head hairs found in Q44 through 48 exhibit the same microscopic characteristics as hairs in K14 and accordingly could have originated from Robert S. Hester. So, 44 through 48, so you're talking about the hair from the interior front door, hair from the front door facing, hair from the love seat, hair from inside of the front door, hair from the living room, bedroom threshold. FBI is saying that those could have originated from Robert Hester. Now that word could is important since it said could be the FBI is not saying it definitively. Now this next uh, sentence from the FBI's result of examination, I can't believe this this was not the first thing they said, but anyways. And you see that I've got it highlighted. It is pointed out that hair comparisons do not constitute a basis for absolute personal identification. In other words, they're just flipping coins, basically. That means they can't get up in court and say that the hair's recovered from the front door and the front door facing and the area of the front door and the threshold between the living room and the northeast bedroom. They, they can't say positively whose hairs they are. They can just say they're, they could be Bobby Hester's. It could be somebody else's. And obviously this is years before DNA. So pretty well this report looks all nice and stuff, but it's I mean it's pretty well worthless. But I know why they did it. The reason they did a hair comparison is because if they don't, somebody's gonna ask down the road why didn't you Pull the hairs from the clothing of the people inside the house and find out whose hairs they were. So that's why they're doing it. Not that it's going to do any good for anything because you certainly couldn't use this evidence, for instance, to say you wanted to charge Smith with something. He's the only one still alive. Of the people inside the house. Um, it wouldn't mean anything. Even if you had some hairs of his that were on Bobby Hester or Swill or anybody else or in the house, he admitted he was in the house. But even if he didn't or denied it later, okay, his hair was in the house. That just means he was in the house. He could have been in the house any time, and that hair could be have laid somewhere and the breeze, the wind, anything, kick it up, make it get on something else. So I hate to I hate to bust everybody's FBI bubble, but uh we'll we'll go through the rest of this, but uh it is what it is and MPD just covering their butts. Then you got Caucasian head hairs found in Q38 are dissimilar to hairs in K13 and K14, and did not originate from the same source as K13 and K14. In other words, they got some hairs, and they're not Bobby Hester's, and they're not swills, so they're somebody else's. So this is more of a process of elimination than it is confirmation. The hairs of Caucasian origin found in Q31, 33, Q33, Q33, and Q35 are not suitable for significant comparison purposes. And 31 was a hair from inside the barrel of the gun. 33 was from the clothing of Houston, and 35 was from the clothing of Thomas. Well, the FBI is saying they couldn't do nothing with them. And this is the second page of the conclusions of the examination. And that is that no hairs of or Caucasian origin found in Q32, 34, 36, 37, 39, 40, 49, and 50. Hairs from Hester, well, a hair from Swill, hair from a piece of glass in the area of the of body number one, and hair from wallpaper above body mail. Memphis went through all that just so they could, uh, Just so they could say they did it, folks. That was totally worthless. You couldn't use any of that to prosecute anybody, and it certainly doesn't clear up who was where or who did what. We know the seven suspects inside the house that are dead were in the house because they're dead in the house. Their hair could be anywhere in the house. Their hair could be on Swill and Hester. Or anybody went in that house. Tommy Turner, he could have picked up hair or left hair. Russ Aiken. That's not counting when the TAC guys went in and then crime scene. Everybody else stuff that could have been left in the house. Left in the house or taken away from the house. Because, you know, the old theory about the crime scene, you're going to, if you enter a crime scene, you're going to leave something, and then you're going to take something away from you when you leave. But anyways, I guess they had to do it. I'm glad they didn't come to me and ask me uh Told me I needed to send all this off because I would have told them just what I told y'all. And, of course, they would have got angry at me and said mean things. And I would have had to have done it anyhow. But I would have told them we're just wasting our time on this particular stuff here. The blood evidence, uh, well, that could be a little bit more significant. We're going to we'll go through that in the next episode and start trying to figure out whose blood is where in the house and it's it's probably gonna take two or three episodes. There is a as you might imagine there is a lot of blood in the house and we'll have to go through all that. And of course now when they're doing the blood now it's <laughs> they can't definitively say whose blood is where, they can just say blood type. But anyways it, it would be of significance it's something you need to do now we've got i wanted to include this i didn't know where to put this in and i thought might as well put it in here just as well as anywhere else but this is a copy of the handwritten note when security squad i believe they were the last ones out the door Anyways, last investigator there, they turned the uh, house back over to one of uh, Miss Sanders' uh, sisters. I don't know specifically if we, the MPD's got a document that says re- release of house. They've got they've got all kinds of release forms, but in this particular case whatever proper release form they would have needed back in nineteen eighty three. I'm sure nobody had one, if it even existed. So he just took a took a sheet of paper and he hand wrote out there it was giving the house back up to the family. And then you can see that Miss Poland I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right. I I think every time I've said her name, I have botched it. But anyways, um, you can see she put the date and, and signed it, saying, okay, I'm here. I'm taking the house back. I would hate to be the one that had to try tried to clean up that house. But anyways, I wanted to put this in here so you'd see it because they had that house for several days after the 11th now I went on to put these in here these are these are the receipts when MPD turned over all the guns and clothing and blood and everything else to TBI I, I Showed some of these in one of the prior episodes. I don't think it was these. But anyways, I put them in there. I'm not really going to go over them with you. Next episode, the results from TBI. They will have all these same items listed again. Of course, they'll be typed. And you'll be able to read them far easier than you can These. But anyways, I wanted to show them to you, make sure you had a chance to see them. You can see the number and then what the item is. So I may not always go into great detail about things that, I'm, that are in the file, but I do want them out there so you can refer back to them because you may have a question or something, and you can go back into the episode and look and see. All right, folks, that's all for this episode here. Just have to remember if the police departments, you, things that you do, you don't always do them because you know they're going to get results. You're doing them because if you don't, somebody's going to ask. classic example is I have a robbery scene or a homicide scene and maybe a particular part of a house or something, car, whatever the circumstances are, and there may not be a need to really take fingerprints. You you may have the suspect in custody and you got a confession, you got all this evidence. But I used to tell crime scene all the time, I want you to dust the house or dust this room or dust the car. Even if you know the suspect's got gloves on, you're probably still gonna do it. And the reason is, if you don't, the defense attorney's gonna ask, did you fingerprint? Did you try to get fingerprints? You know, if you took fingerprints and you might have found the fingerprints of the person that actually did this instead of picking on my poor client. And even if the results come back and crime scene couldn't get any Prints, couldn't lift any prints, it, it doesn't matter. You you need to say, yeah, I, we fingerprinted, no, we didn't find anything. Because you'll just sure enough, you got a jury trial and you are that one jury member and they're only half awake during the proceedings. And they'll miss all the evidence that you've got against the defendant, but they'll catch the part where the defense attorney's going. So, Sergeant Howe, you didn't have crime scene fingerprint the crime scene. So you just grabbed my client. You don't know it's him because if you'd have taken prints, you might have found the guilty person. And then that half-awake jury member, that's the only thing they'll pay attention to. They'll go into the jury room and he or she will be a holdout for the entire time they're back there deliberating. Anyways, folks, I appreciate you we'll get back together in a few days our next few episodes should be about the blood results and about the weapons ballistics stuff all right folks we will see you down the road